You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. It's a Monday. It is December the 7th. You're listening to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith, the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, junior student here at the University of Missouri. Thanks for tuning in today and every day you tune in. Hope your weekend treated you well. Watch some football. Maybe you watch some Mizzou basketball for you Missouri listeners. Uh, no matter what you watched, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good weekend and hope your Monday is going well. And whenever you're listening to this, thank you for listening to it. Uh, we have some some new trade or some new free agent targets to talk about. And we have a full week, good week of content here coming up on Locked on Cardinals. It was tweeted out yesterday. I'll share that as well, though. Today we're talking about Eddie Rosario. I'm going to get into a little bit more of a detail-oriented thing with him. I'll also share what Nash Walker had to say about him last week, for those of you who missed Nash Walker on the show. Um, but if you enjoyed that, if you enjoyed Nash Walker being on the show, enjoyed some, some crossover content, then you're in luck because we have more crossover content on the way this week. Uh, Sean Sears of Locked On Cubs is joining me tomorrow, Tuesday, to talk about Kyle Schwarber and some other Cubs news. And uh, host of Ryan, the host of Locked On Rock, is also coming on on Wednesday to talk about uh, David Dahl, perhaps as the Cardinals look to to bolster their um, to bolster their, their offense a little bit. And I think that there's there's no secret about it. The Cardinals need to do this. And there's no secret about how the Cardinals need to do it in the outfield. Um, Dylan Carlson can play any any three spots. I'm okay with that. But I just don't think Bader and O'Neill are the option. So I'm looking to improve left and center. And if we, if they keep the DH in the, in the National League, great. That makes these moves all the, all the more merrier and all the easier to make. So uh, today on the show, I'm going to be talking about Eddie Rosario. Uh, so... But before I say anything, I'm going to go ahead and play about two minutes, or a minute and a half anyways, worth of comments uh, from Nash Walker, host of Locked on Twins. This is from, I believe it was Tuesday's show. Last Tuesday's show, Nash Walker talking about um, Eddie Rosario and his possible fit with St. Louis. So so um, I also this was also posted on the Instagram a little bit, but go ahead and, and give this a listen, just as some context from the, the, the Twins' perspective. Speaking of uh, proven bats, today I mentioned is the non-tender deadline. The Twins, this has been a move we knew was going to happen for like a year. They tried to trade Eddie Rosario starting left fielder last offseason, but there just wasn't a lot of demand for him because his arbitration salary is, is so high. And the reason for that is he racks up a lot of runs batted in, hits a lot of home runs, but doesn't get on base very much. And uh, in today's day and age, that's just not a very valuable player, especially for a corner, corner outfield spot. And especially to the Twins, who their top prospects, three or four of their top five, are outfielders, Alex Kirloff, Trevor Larnick, Brent Rooker, all knocking on the door of trying to play for the big league club. So it just doesn't make sense for the Twins, but could make sense for the Cardinals. You plug them in to the middle of the, the order, and especially because Goldie's a righty. Mm-hmm. If you have Rosario hit behind Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt gets on base a lot too. I mean, he's a perennial if he stays healthy, 25, 35 home runs. He's going to drive in close to 100 runs in a good offense. So he's just, you know, he's a, he's a valuable offensive weapon. He has produced a lot of runs for the Twins over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, first at bat for the Twins hits a home run. He's just, and he's got great energy. 
Defense struggled in left field a little bit um, in 2019, bounced back in 2020, and walked a bunch more also in the shortened campaign. Just doesn't make sense at that number for a team with so many uh, outfield prospects ready to go. But I would love to see him go to St. Louis. I think uh, he'd be a really good fit there, especially with Goldschmidt being a right-hander. So some pretty high praise. Right, some pretty high praise from Nash Walker about Eddie Rosario. He's been a big fan of Eddie. Uh, Nash is an also a Mizzou guy, so I know him pretty well. He's liked Rosario a lot. Um, Rosario has put together a pretty decent six-year career. Slash line of 277, 310, 478. Um, OPS of 788, OPS plus of 109. And a career weighted runs created plus of 106. Um, every year... Um, the last four years has been above average, which is above 100. Um, so this is a guy in, you know, per 162, averages 28 home runs and 90 runs driven in. And I, I mean, if and you heard Nash, if he stays healthy, he's perennial 25, 30 home run guys. Uh, he's hit 24 plus home runs from 17 to 19. He hit 13 this year. Um, so, so let's just look at the numbers real quick. Um, let, 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 let's compare them to the presume right now starting outfielder, left fielder rather, for St. Louis. Tyler O'Neill. Look at Tyler O'Neill. I don't mean to bash on Tyler. I think he's a fine guy. I think he's got good upside, but I just don't know if he's there to be a starter right now. We'll look at their 2020s alone. Eddie Rosario, age 28 season. Tyler O'Neill, age 25 season. Uh, Rosario played in seven more games, so there is that to keep in mind. But he hit 13 home runs compared to O'Neill's seven. Drove in 42 compared to O'Neill's 19. And again, I, I get it. O'Neill did not have as good as offense as Rosario did to, to hit with. O'Neill probably didn't have as many chances on base, um, with runners on base, rather, excuse me, as Rosario did. There, there's no question about that. But... That said, Rosario still had a better season regardless. Um, higher batting average, higher on base, higher slugging, higher OPS, higher OPS plus. When you look at the ratio of, of stuff, he had a you know had a higher home run percentage, lower strikeout percentage. He did have a lower walk percentage, and Nash did mention how that's a little bit of a knock against Rosario about um, you know he doesn't get on base a lot, doesn't walk a ton. But again, when, when you're looking at how the Cardinals can improve, when you're thinking about how the Cardinals can improve... Eddie Rosario would be a huge addition to this team. He improves this lineup. Nash talked about it. He improves this lineup. He lengthens this lineup. Whether you want to put him at a two or a four, because you would presume Goldschmidt would, would stay third. But Eddie Rosario makes this lineup a heck of a lot better. You, you throw in 25 home runs, it's going to make any lineup look better. Eddie Rosario, you know, when, when you're looking at, especially of the new free agent targets up there, and I'll, I'll do a little bit of recap later on, but... For me, Eddie Rosario is up there as one of my top two targets among the, the non-tendered free agent targets. Because Rosario isn't going to cost you as much as a George Springer. He's not going to cost you as, probably as much as even a Marcelo Zuna. He's going to cost you a little bit, but I think Rosario is worth the cost. Yes, his average is a little bit lower. His on-base isn't as high like I talked about, but dude drives the ball. Dude drives in runs. Dude hits home runs. That's what the Cardinals need. Eddie Rosario, in many respects, is what the Cardinals need. He's garnered MVP votes in the last two years, Rookie of the Year votes in 2015. He fits. He checks a lot of boxes for the Cardinals. He really, really does. Uh, and, and again, when, when you look at what, you know, why didn't the Cardinals get him when he went through waivers? Because the Twins did put him through waivers, so the Cardinals would have had a chance to grab him. But it's the same reason the Twins didn't keep him. 
$10 million uh, of arbitration is what he was scheduled to earn or projected to earn. So, uh, you know, Some people even had him going a little bit north of $10 million. Um, that, that, that's, uh, you know, that, 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 that's, pre- that's a pretty plenty to pay for a guy like Rosario. I, I, I get that, and, you know, I understand from the Twins' perspective and everything like that, but, man, that is a, a tough player to watch go. And like Nash talked about, another reason the Twins let him go, or non-tendered him, I should say, is, is the outfield prospects for, for, for Minnesota. Because when you look at, according to um, their, their top prospect list on MLB.com, uh, as of this recording on, on late Sunday night, uh, they have 10 of their top 30 prospects are listed as an outfield, or at least play an outfield a little bit. That includes two of their top three. Um, their second overall prospect, Alex Karilioff, I'm not sure if I'm missing the right, is listed as an outfield slash first baseman, um, and, and Trevor uh, Larnack is also listed as an outfield. So that's a lot of outfield depth that they have. When you look at the Cardinals, their top 30 prospects, according to MB.com, six of the 30 are outfielders. And one of those is the top prospect in Dylan Carlson, who is Major League ready, who will be starting in 2021 pending injury. So the Twins have guys in the wings that the Cardinals just don't have. You know, this is the same reason the Cardinals maybe didn't keep John Brebbia because, you know, they, they non-tendered him and, because uh, the Cardinals have guys waiting in the wings, maybe that they trust a little bit more, that they're a little bit more high on, which that, that's that's a discussion for a different time, and I really hope that the Cardinals sign him back. I'm hoping that that was just because they're letting him work through the injury and you know, giving a little bit more time for rehab, but, you know, who knows? I'm just, I, w- I was upset that they let him go, because they like Brebbia, but anyways, I think that, that that's a big reason that, that Rosario was let go, because of the outfield depth that the Twins have. And the Cardinals don't have the outfield depth. They just simply don't. So I think that Eddie Rosario fits a lot of boxes. And, and you know, I, I mentioned the contract, and that is definitely some cause for concern. So I will uh, address that, um, the, the contract issue, coming up here in just a moment. Before I tell you about the contract of Eddie Rosario, I want to tell you about the new and improved Built Bar. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. That includes six new flavors. My favorite of the new ones, cookies and cream. I also enjoy carrot cake and apple almond crisp. Some of their 12 original flavors that I enjoy, banana bread, mint brownie, double chocolate orange, and coconut. Every single one of these bars that I've mentioned and the ones that I didn't mention are soft and easy to chew. And better yet, they're covered 100% in chocolate. But just because they're covered in chocolate doesn't mean they're not healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie. Low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Let's take a look at a flavor profile for just one of them. Cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So the Cardinals, there's no question that they need to improve their outfield struggles. I've mentioned that probably eight times on today's show, and I've talked about it a thousand times other than that. The outfield is a struggle for St. Louis. But Eddie Rosario fits a lot of boxes, like I've talked about. And you might be wondering, Lucas, if, if they weren't willing to spend $12.5 million on Wong, 
what makes you think that they're going to want to be spending $10 million-ish annually on Eddie Rosario? The outfield needs more help than the infield. That's why I'm okay with spending a little bit more money on the outfield. Because you're going to stick Fowler on right. That's fine. Carlson presumes gets left or center. But you're going to have to spend money somewhere else to improve. That money needs to be spent, in my opinion, on a corner outfielder and move Carlson to center. And uh, like I talked about, there's going to be other people that I mention. But Eddie Rosario, for me, is one of the top ones that I'm looking at. He, he's a left-handed bat, which the Cardinals could use. They've got switch hitters in, you know, in, in Edmund, in Carlson, and Fowler. And then other than that, they've got right-handed bats galore. Righty in DeYoung. Righty in Goldschmidt. Righty in O'Neal right now. Righty, uh, no matter who's catching right now, it'll be uh, Kisner most likely, but he's a righty. Third base is a question mark. You've got to assume it'll be a lefty. But uh, So with one lefty and that lefty being Carpenter, another left-handed bat would lengthen that lineup out nicely. Let, let's talk about the lineup. Nash talked about it a little bit. Where do you stick Rosario? You know, I think that th- this could be tooled around a little bit, whether Rosario bats second or fourth, because, again, I think you, you keep Goldschmidt in the third spot. But regardless, let's say that Edmund gets the job and he starts, and he'll bat leadoff. I would honestly, I'd throw Dylan Carlson in at second, then you go Goldschmidt, then you go Rosario, because Carlson to me is is more of a prototypical two guy, a little bit more speedy, a little bit more line drive than than home run happy. But if I'm an opposing pitcher and you've got to navigate through Edmund, Carlson, Goldie, and Rosario, switch, switch, right, left, that's a tough task to go through as a starting pitcher. And then when you get late in the game, that's an even tougher task to manage as a manager. Because Dylan Carlson and Tommy Evan are both competent hitters, both sides of the plate, and then you got to deal with Goldschmidt and Rosario. You got to pick your poison there. That's a really tough one through four, if you add Rosario in that in that mix. And you know Nash Nash touched touched on his defense a little bit too, and how that was a little bit of a struggle. But you know honestly, when, when you got somebody like Jim Edmonds helping the outfielders, he's helped Bader a lot. Uh, that, that's a big reason why Bader is, is as good as he is, along with you know just natural talent defensively. Uh, I'm okay with sacrificing a little bit of defense. I really am. I know that the Cardinals took tremendous strides in their defense from. Um, from 18 to 19, and again from 19 to 20, that was a big reason for their postseason push, but a big reason for their postseason failures have been lack of hitting. And that's not to discredit the pitching. The pitching for Washington in 2019 was lethal. That's why they won the World Series. Credit there, but at the same time, the Cardinals got a hit. And again, credit to the San Diego entire pitching staff last year uh, in Game 3 specifically. But before that, you know, the Cardinals... Had good games in games one and two. Game one, they put up seven runs and and win that one. And then in, in game two, they put up nine runs and lose 11 to nine. So they hit in games one and two. They just didn't pitch in game two. And then, in, you know, game three, they get they get shut out and give up four runs. But it, it, it's the lack of hitting that is more concerning to me right now for the Cardinals to address. And if the Cardinals aren't going to shoot for the big guns of uh, you know of a George Springer or Michael Brantley or uh, Marcelo Zuna, which I think could be a fun little reunion. When you're looking at non-tendered free agents right now, which is what we're looking at this week here on the show, when you're looking at who the Cardinal, who fits the Cardinals' mold the best, 
Eddie Rosario fits the Cardinals a lot. You know, he doesn't walk as much as, as you might like to see, and I, I, I get that. I really, really do. But Eddie Rosario, to me, um, should be up there in terms of free agent targets. So that, that's what I've got on Eddie Rosario. Let me know what you guys think. Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals, and Instagram as well. My Twitter, LJ Fastball. Be sure to rate the show on iTunes. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Um, that's going to do it for the show today. Be sure to tune back in to, tomorrow when Sean Sears of Locked On Cubs joins the show to talk about Kyle Schwarber and other Cubs news to give us a little perspective on the NL Central division. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, and as always, stay safe, stay well, have a great day. Thank you.